All right. So God bless every everyone this morning, and those that's listening to the to to the recording, those that's listening online. Thank you for joining in today uh, for the fire round. This is uh, Jason Hunt uh, for another blessed blessed day. Um, where we just allow the Lord to just uh, have his have his way in our lives. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get right into the message. For those who are following us, remember, you can always so follow our social media and all those that follow the ministry and um, listen to the conference calls. I want to put a special invitation that if you at 1130 Eastern, well, Whatever state you may be in across the U.S. or wherever you're listening, you probably heard about us from YouTube or whatnot or social media. You can always listen in to the conference call at 1130 Eastern Time. We are here in Miami, Florida, and you can always uh, uh, join in for a fresh word Sunday morning at 1130 and if you don't know already, we do have a website where we have a prayer CD that you can download. We also have other resources, free resources that you can download to your computer. And you can really soak up what God is doing in your life. We, we, Me and my wife, Golden, we put together a prayer CD, about a 30-minute CD that you can be able to listen to. It is available on YouTube as well. Uh, my wife as well came out with her, her album, her EP album that you can download. We're doing... Many things here at the Fire Realm to bless you. So remember that you can um always always uh take advantage of those uh resources. So so without uh further ado, I want to talk about today uh a special special topic. I think that it's gonna really bless those that's listening today. And um, really, really just um, give you a, some perspective on God and who he is. And it's going to help you to understand what God is doing in your life as well. Today, uh, this message is called, it's also, it's a teaching, but it, it's also a prophetic message. Which means that it's a message that's going to let you know what God is doing in your life. And where he's taking you. So the message is titled giving back. I mean sorry. Giving God back the blessing. Giving God back the blessing. Now what does that mean? Well first off. in in in, in a, Especially if you're in America today. Uh, I'm going I'm to start by this perspective. I'm going to lay a foundation. And I'm going to go into um, into the scriptures and show you what it means to give God back the blessing. First off, we have to understand that a lot of the a lot of the places we were raised in our society, or even in a home or a family, it can really shape the way you think. For example, like a child is shaped by his or her environment when they grow up. It's the same thing with us people. Our mind is like a sponge. And especially in America today, uh, so many people in America desire so much from God because we have a lot of churches in America. You know, you can turn on Christian television. You know, even if you don't really believe in God, you're, ex you're around it. You're around God and you're exposed to God. Right? So... What happens is many people in America, because of that, because they know about God and things like that, their uh, desire to use God or to, or to pray for God to give them their desires, right? Which is not bad because you may desire to be saved. You may be desire for your life to change. It's not, it's not bad. But what happens is many people, especially in America, desire so much from God but are not following God's principles for change in their lives, in their health, in their finances, and their relationships. The thing is, a lot of people desire 
God to bring so much change, but they're not willing to change and to walk in God's principles for their life to change. For example, in America, there's a statistic that came out how America, uh, uh, you know, I saw the article uh, that the, the national debt in America increased to, uh, I think it's $11 trillion, $11 trillion, which is proof that our society in America is getting more and more in debt. For example, you'll see people who they have a, they may have a lot of a big house or a lot of cars, but you hear them later on filing for bankruptcy to protect them from those companies from suing them because of how much money they borrowed and didn't pay back. Or another example, you see people with a lot of credit cards and, you know, or, 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 or high mortgages, right? So we are in a, an indebted society, um, uh, especially in America. It's said in America, for we are in a society that teaches you to continue to take, take, take. And, and, and that, I put it like this. A, America is a take-take society that is indebted. What happens is when you have everybody trying to take, 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 take. What happens is that person that's taking ends up being indebted. And why am I doing it from this perspective? Because some of us today, we have a mentality where we take that same take, 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 take mentality into God. Meaning that. You always want to take from God. You know, you desire something. You desire something for your life. You desire something from your health. You desire something for your money or your relationships. And you're saying, God, give me, give me, give me. And that's a lot due to the society that we're in. America, you know, today we have people that take out loans. That that for, for, for houses and can't pay them back, you know, or, 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 or look at the next opportunity for, you know, to take, take, take. And what it has done is it has put so much pressure in America that now the, the, the national debt is at $11 trillion. That's how much debt America is in. And it keeps going up by the day. So, so what does that have to do with God's kingdom? Well, God's kingdom operates totally opposite. God's kingdom is a kingdom and it's a society that is, is built on giving, sowing, that, and I wrote this down, that, that breaks the bondage of lack, poverty, failure, and unfruitfulness. And notice how I started out. Uh, we want change in our life, in our health, in our finances, in our relationships. But because of that take-take mentality that we've taken into God, we don't get change in our life, health, money, and relationships. But in the kingdom of God, when you follow God's principles of His kingdom, you will break the bondage over your. You will break the bondage over your life, health, money, and relationships that come in the form of. Poverty, lack, failure, and unfruitfulness. If you see in your life, whether it's in your health, money, or relationships, if you see the signs of poverty, lack, failure, unfruitfulness, that means that it's a sign to you that there is some type of bondage that's operating in your life. Why? Because in God's kingdom, there is no poverty. In God's kingdom, there is no lack, failure, unfruitfulness. Matter of fact, in God's society, he breaks the bondage of poverty, lack, failure, and unfruitfulness. How does he do that? How does God's kingdom do that? Through giving and sowing. 
and giving and sowing because of what we're used to and because we have so many false preachers out here, uh, especially in America and people of the past that have put a put a, a bad taste when it comes to to sowing and giving in people's mouth. What happens is giving and sowing is not just with money. Do you know you can give love and sow love to someone and it'll come back to you? Do you know you can give honor to someone and it'll come back to you? For example, if you sow, if you live in the kingdom of God, and I'm just going to touch this here. If you sow and give honor to your boss or your job, what will happen to you? Promotion will come. So that shows that the principle that God's established in his kingdom of giving and sowing honor, it comes back to you and it will break the bondage of unfruitfulness at your job. See, see, and we're going to get into this here. See, a lot of people don't realize that you can be a Christian. You know, especially in the church today, that you could be a Christian and not live out the blessings that are in the laws of Jesus. I'm going to say that again. You can you can you can be a Christian and you could be saved, but not experience the blessings of God's kingdom that f- comes with following the laws of Christ. So let me go into it. Uh, the principle of God's kingdom when it comes to. Finances, blessings, miracles. You probably seen it before, for example. You know, you probably experienced a miracle from God. Or when you're not even saved, you prayed and God gave you a miracle and you weren't even saved because you prayed. See, you can get a miracle from God, but we but but today we're talking about a continual flow of the blessings in your life. If you want a continual flow of the blessings in your life. Um, and you want to break the bondages over your life, you got to follow uh, these uh, principles here. So, so we're going to see some examples of people who have lived out the blessings of God by giving it back to God. All right? One of the greatest blessings that God has given you is your life. For example, you know, you, the, the, the breath that you breathe. Are you giving God even back your life, your time, your emotions, your, 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 your mind, your, 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 things like that? So that's the first thing we need to give back to God, which is a blessing. So we're going to see more about this in the scripture. We're going to see some examples. The first example we're going to look at is uh, Solomon. Solomon was a king of Israel. Who God used mightily. And do you know what the Lord did? The Lord put in Solomon's hands. Literally God entrusted him with a whole nation. He trusted him with millions of people's lives. And he trusted him with millions of dollars. You know, finances. You can say he was like the president of Israel. But I want to show you something concerning Solomon and a principle that he followed in his life that caused Solomon to become so great. We're going to read 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verses 6 to 15. 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verses 6 to 15. We're going to get to it here. Second Chronicles chapter 1, verses 6 through 15. And Solomon went up there to the bronze altar before the Lord which was at the tabernacle of meeting and offer a thousand burnt offerings on it. 
on that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said to God, you have shown great mercy to David, my father, and have made me king in his place. Now, O Lord, let your promise to David, my father, be established for you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people for who can judge this great people of yours? Then God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart and you have not asked for riches or wealth or honor or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life, but have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge my people over whom I've made you king Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have the like. So Solomon came to Jerusalem from the high place that was at Gibeon, from before the tabernacle of meeting and reigned over Israel. And Solomon gathered chariots and horsemen. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horsemen whom he stationed in the chariot cities and with the king in Jerusalem. Also, the king made silver and gold as common in Jerusalem as stones, and he made cedars as abundant as the sycamores which are in the lowland. Now, what I want to highlight is the fact that if you notice Solomon, he literally received a whole kingdom. He received, I mean, fame fortune but he wasn't really interested in all that he was more interested in pleasing god and 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 following god that he said lord i need wisdom give me the wis i need wisdom i need knowledge i need you i'm more focused lord on knowing you and how you operate and your principles than I am with money, fame, and influence. Now, why I want to highlight that? Because, see, isn't that what we do today? Many of us, we want God to, to, to shower us with blessing. We want God to make our name great. We want God to, 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 to blow us up. We want God to... To, 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 to cause us to be flour to flourish in this life, to flourish at our jobs, to flourish in our family, that people can say, I see God has blessed you. Hey, which is not bad to desire those things. But the question is, are you like Solomon? Are you is your heart more connected to God and his kingdom? Or is it connected to what God can do for you. Many of us, we want God to, 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 to move in these areas of our lives and moves in our, in our family, in our school, in our money and all these areas. And Solomon, he had God move in these areas of his life, but look what he did. He said, God, I don't care about nothing like that. I need your wisdom so I can know how to keep it. See, see, if you notice Solomon he understood that you can have the riches or you can have the fame or the influence or the open doors. But if you don't have the wisdom and, 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 the, and, and you don't follow the principles of God to know how to keep it, you can still lose it. So watch what Solomon did. If Solomon, he said, Lord, give me the wisdom that I need. Give me the ability to judge 
and to make the right choices. And you know what God did? God said, because you've given back the blessing that I gave you back to me, I'm going to bless you with even what you didn't ask for. Why is that so important? Because many of us, we expect God to bless us with so much or to give us so much and he has already given us salvation and he has already saved our souls, but that's not enough for some of us. Some of us, we want God to give us all this. Why? Because we're not interested in giving it back to him at all. See, if you're the type of person that takes, takes, takes because of the society that we live in and because of our families that we were raised in, we have a take, take, take mentality that we try to take into God and you're wondering why you're having a struggle. You're wondering why it seems like the blessing over your life is just trinkets, a blessing here and a blessing there, because God is saying your heart is not right. Your heart is not like Solomon. Be more like my, 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 my son Solomon, who gave the blessing back to me because why? He wanted me. See, you got to evaluate your motives. You got to evaluate your life and really see, Lord, am I following you because I want the blessing for myself or am I following you because I love you? And when you bless, bless me, Lord, that my heart, because it's pure, I want to give the blessing back to you. So, so what happened with Solomon? He received, God said, I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to give you the things that you didn't ask for. And because of that, because of how you prayed, you touched my heart. See, see, we today, we're not taught in the, especially in the church, we're not taught like, we're not taught like this, that, that even when God, even when God gives you a tremendous blessing, think about this. He gave Solomon a nation. He gave Solomon literally his finances changed. He had fame. He had influence. But look what he said. God, I don't care about any of this. All I want is you. Give me the wisdom of God. Give me the knowledge of God. And I will give it back to you. And God, it touched his heart. It touched his heart. So, so that's the example of Solomon. Let's see another example about another, uh, 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 another gentleman who received the blessing from God and he gave it back to God. Now, remember, this is a heart condition because, you know, many of us, many, you probably heard people say, oh, Lord, if I win the lotto, if I hit 7, 7 11, Jesus. <laughs> You know, Lord, Lord, let, Lord, let me roll the dice and let me not get snake eyes. The devil is a lie. I need to not crap out Jesus. I got to have the blessing. If I, and if I win, Lord, if, 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 if the, if, uh, who played in the Super Bowl? If the Patriots win Jesus, Lord, I give you that $5,000. Lord, if. If the, if the Dolphins go to the Super Bowl this year, Lord, please let them go to the Dolphins, Lord. I mean, let them win the Super Bowl. Or if the Miami Heat, Lord, please let them win, Jesus, because I got $500 on this bet. And if you let me win, I'll give $1 in the offing, Lord. <laughs> That's how we do. <laughs> That's how, how many of you ever seen that before? Or you ever heard that? People... Making so many promises to God, but they, but they can't even give their lives to God. See, if you, if you can't even give your time to God by setting time aside, what makes you think that God will give you more? What makes you think that God will, will, will open up doors for you if you don't even take the time to give him your life by studying his word? By staying at his feet. By listening to him. See, we receive blessings, but do we give it back 
to God. So let's see Abraham. Let me tell you something about Abraham. Abraham was a man where he couldn't have any children because of his old age. And God made him a promise. God said, I'm going to make your name known worldwide. That was a promise to him. God also said, I'm going to promise you a son. God also said, I'm going to. I'm going to uh, bless you with a legacy, meaning that you're going to pass down generational blessing. That is possible. Do you know that you can pass down not just generational curses, but generational blessing? How, you may ask. How, 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 Jason, how can I pass down generational blessing? Especially for some of us, you're single, you know, you're, 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 you, you know, you're believing God for a mate. Or some of us, you're courting and, and, and you're in the process of being engaged and getting married. Do you know that your future children, the decisions that you're making today will affect your future children? In other words, your children... Because of your walk with God for the blessing, will walk into the blessings of God because of your obedience to God. Hallelujah. I felt something on that. See, in other words, you, you, won't, have to, you won't have to worry about visiting your children in jail. Why? Because he's seen mom praying or daddy praying when he was growing up and he learned to see the glory of God through mom and dad's life that he said, you know what? I want the God that I've seen in my mother and father's life. I don't want to go the path of the wicked. Do you know that you can leave a legacy of generational blessing? So... So, so, so let's see what happened with Abraham. Abraham, let me see what's going on. Abraham, he received one of his blessings, which was a son, right? And, and he, and God said, I want you to go sacrifice the very, this is, this is powerful. I want you to go, God said, I want you to go sacrifice the very, Promise the very blessing that I gave you that you've been waiting on for years. I want you to go and sacrifice it. And Abraham took his knife to a mountain with his son to go and sacrifice his son. How many of us would do that? God give you a great blessing. You've been, matter of fact, some of us, you, you probably. Been waiting on this blessing for years, or you've been waiting on this opportunity for years. Some of us, you, 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 you probably have uh, uh, records on your name, and yeah, and you can't get a job because you got a prison record on your name. And and, and 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 God gave you a blessing where He supernaturally removed it. But now He's saying, but now He'll say something like, "Okay, you now you can work a job, but I want you to go work for free. I want you to go volunteer." And you're like, God, how could I go volunteer? What you mean I go volunteer? I, I just got this miracle where I got this court case off my name or this felony off my name. And you're telling me to now go work for free. And, and I waited all these years to go get money. No, that can't be you talking to me, God. Well, God does do that. He does try your heart. But let's see what happened to Abraham when God tried his heart. Genesis 22, verses 6 to 18. 
said to Abraham, his father, father. Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on the top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took his knife and took the knife to slay his son. But an angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven. Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket, he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand of the seashore, your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. Now, look what took place here. How because of Abraham's obedience in giving God back the blessing that was given to him, look what God said. God said, now I know that you won't withhold nothing from me. So that shows that God is a type of God where he would, he would test you. He would test you to see if you really are serving him for him or just for what he can do for you. God is the type of God where he'll give you a blessing. You know how many people I've seen where God gave them a husband that they've been waiting for or gave them a wife that they've been waiting for and they left God completely? You may ask, how did they leave God completely? They didn't do the things. They didn't no longer pray like how they used to pray. Seek God like how they used to seek God. Now it's all about the husband or wife. It's not about evangelism. It's not about sowing. It's not about going the extra mile for the things of God anymore. You know, so with Abraham, Abraham said, no, Lord, I, I, I don't want to be like that. I want to give what you have given me back to you. I sacrifice it again. And look what God did. God ended up blessing him again. With more than what he had when he first received the blessing. Do you know God would do that? God may give you, he may heal your body. But will you give back your health to God by letting others know that God has healed you? God may give you money. He may give you the financial blessing. But will you give back to God what the blessing that he has given you. He may give you a relationship. He may give you a husband. Give you a wife. Give you friendships. But will you tell those same friends. About the Jesus that has changed your life. Or will you pray for those same friendships. And relationships. Would you pray for those people. Will you give them back to God. God has already given you life. He has already given us life. 
Will you give your time back to God? You know, when we, when we talk about your life, you know what your life is? Your life is your time. Your life is your goals, your dreams. Your life is, for some of us, your life is your thoughts. What is going through your mind on the daily basis? Is it how, is it all about you? Is it all about, you know, you know, I've seen this before, you know, where, I, I mean, I, I've seen this so many different times where I, um, me and my wife, especially if here if I were, we'll do events or evangelism or things like that and put the word out there and invite people and people will come. You know, there, there are a lot of people who have been blessed and they come to the events and they come or whatnot. But I want to highlight what happens behind the scenes that some of us don't see. There are people that we, that, that we put the word out there and invite. And you know what? Some of these, a lot of these same people that I'm talking about, they would send us inboxes. And say, hey, Jason, I want you to pray for me. I need this miracle. Hey, Golden, can you please pray for me? I need your help. We need to talk right now. I'm going through crisis. And we'll talk to them and say, all right, what you going through? And they'll say, well, I need this and I need that. And we'll say, okay. Uh, uh, if you really want change, we advise you to come, come to this event that we're having. Because we believe that there's a word especially for you and your situation that's going to help you. And you know what these people do? They don't show up. They don't do anything. In other words, they wanted to take, take, take because that's their mindset that they have. They have a take, take mentality. They wanted to take, take, take. And, you know, we, 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 you know, we talk, we, we talk to them. But let me, I want to show you something. That here it is, God has given them life. They are able to breathe every day. And all God is asking is for your time, whether it's 30 minutes or an hour, to go to an event or go to where you, your blessing is. And because you don't want to give your life, your blessing back to God, He can't bless you. It happens all the time. And so the thing is, many people are not like Abraham. Are not like Solomon, but if you want to be like Abraham and if you want to be like Solomon, you need to understand quickly for your life and what God is doing. That if you don't want just a trinkling of a blessing here or a trinkling of a miracle here, and you want to see a flow in your life and and, and break the unfruitfulness, break the failure and the lack and the poverty in your life, you have to begin to follow God's principles in His kingdom, like Abraham. And Solomon did. I'm going to show you another example. And I'm going to. I, I, I want to highlight. Even before I show you that example. I want to highlight what Jesus said. This is Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 6. Verses 37. This is what he said. About the very principles. In the kingdom of God. That we're talking about. Luke chapter 6. We're going to go to Luke chapter 6, verses 37 to 38. And this is what it says. Now we're talking about sowing and giving, right? How that's a principle in God's kingdom, in God's society, right? If you're a Christian. It says, judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. So can you see the principle here that whatever you, whatever you give to someone else, it will be given to you. Whatever you give to God, He'll give it back to you. For example, if you forgive people, the Bible says God will forgive you. If you don't judge people, God won't judge you. If you don't condemn people, God won't condemn you. So we see a system here. We see a law going on. We see a pattern going on. That you're telling me if I give honor, Jason, you're telling me it will be given back to me? Yes. 
If you honor God's prophets, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says uh, 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 in, in the word of God that uh, hear God's prophets and you will prosper. That's what the Bible says. Now, what is a prophet? It's really it's just a spokesman from God. It could be any man or woman of God, anyone that God is using to be a spokesman or, or, or a blessing to your life. That when you, when, you, when you hear the words that they speak and you apply to your life, the Bible says you'll prosper. Why? Because you give an honor, honor will come back to you. Same way I gave the example for your job. If you honor your boss or you honor your job, what, what will happen? A raise will come to you. Honor will come back to you. Verse 38, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So do you know some of us out there, you, 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 you're single and you want to be married. The question is, have you prayed for other women or other men that, 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 that they can be blessed, that they can uh, uh, live a life of purity, that they can have a successful marriage? Are you praying for them or are you being jealous? Are you being envious? Are you being coveting? Are you, in other words, when you see other Christian couples, are you praying for them and saying, Lord, bless them more? And, ex- and, and, and what will happen is, whatever you give, because you've given your prayers to them, God will give you a relationship. You know, I've seen this a lot. Many people, especially in the, I've seen this in the business arena, they want so much to happen for them. But they want to take, take, take and, and lie and be mischievous and sneaky and, and, and wanting to find out the secret sauce. You know, I've seen this so many times in business where, 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 where people, they, 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 you know, I encounter so many different people. You know, oh, Jason, tell me your secret sauce. You know, oh, Golden, hey, tell me what is your secret? What is your secret sauce? And they don't know that it's the Lord. And they and what they want to do is they want to take the idea, but they don't want to give the honor because of jealousy. Have you met people like that? They 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 really want what you have, and they they try to they try to make themselves look better than you, or they try to they try to act in a certain way, or they try to uh uh uh. Uh, sabotage or do these different things And they really think things are going to go better for them No, it's just going to come right back on their lives Matter of fact, in Proverbs chapter 1 It'll tell you And chapter 2 Where it talks about wisdom That whatever trap you set You're, you're trapping your own life and your own blood For that day for your recompense For that day when you will be repaid Have you ever seen people? You know, just recently I saw this this billionaire who all his life he was doing wickedness when no one else was watching, and all of a sudden he's he's going he's he's in an investigation and may go to jail for prostitution. Why? Because he was practicing principles that he didn't know. That whatever you give out to people is going to come back to you. Whether you're a billionaire, whether you're a millionaire, whether you're successful or you're not. Whatever you give, it will be given back to you. So the question is, you got to analyze and you got to see in your own life. Lord, what, what blessings have you given me that I'm not giving back to you? Lord, what in my life have you given me? What, what have you, you given me health, Lord? You given me, is, maybe it's finances, maybe it's your, or, or your life. Are you giving back your life back to God? Or does God have to beg you to spend some time with him? Does God have to beg you to be a financial blessing? Does God have to beg you to To testify about how he healed your body. 
Does God have to beg you about how he has used, how he has saved your family? See, see, the thing is, you don't want to be that type of person. You want to be like an Abraham. You want to be like a Solomon. And you want to be like a David, which we're about to read about. So, in 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 9 to 21, do you know David, in the word of God, David received the kingdom of Israel. He received God's government in the earth. But you know what David did? David said, Lord, I'm not, I, 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 this, is not this is not huge for me. I got to give this back to you. Because you've been so good to me. You give me everything. You give me life. You give me health. You save me from my enemies. I should have been dead, Lord. But God, I want to give. I mean, it's a life thing to give you back the kingdom of Israel. I got to give it back to you. And let me show you. Let me show you even through David's life. How even what was stolen from David. Was restored due to him following the laws of Jesus that we just read about. In 2 Samuel chapter 3 verse 9 to 21. We're going to see and we're really going to dissect this thing. About how he not only gave it back to God. But even what was stolen from David was restored to him. Do you know that there are some things that probably were in your life that were stolen. That because you follow God's principles, he'll give it back to you. Here's the proof. I can show it to you. Dave, uh, 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 2 Samuel chapter 3 verse 9. Let's go ahead and read. May God deal with Abner, be it ever so severely, if I do not do for David what the Lord promised him on earth, oath, and transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul and establish David's throne over Israel and Judah from Dan to Beersheba. So, so here it is, notice, God starts to use a man named Adner. Oh, this is good. God starts to use a man named Adner to bring God's blessings in David's life because at one point, David was, was second to the king. He was next to Saul. But Saul, you know, to make a long story short, Saul wanted to kill David. David had to flee for his life. And, uh, and, and David continued to follow the principles of God. And God uses Abner to restore what was stolen from David. Do you know that even when you follow God's principles that we just uh, we discussing today, that even what was stolen from you would be restored? I remember growing up and uh, I got, I, you know, I, I became a Christian and I, I wasn't supposed to graduate high school. And supernaturally, God caused me to graduate high school. I thought I wasn't supposed, I, I thought I wasn't going to graduate because of the uh, bad life I lived and things like that. And um, I made a lot of mistakes. But the thing is. I got saved and the enemy stole my education. He stole the fact that I needed to be responsible in my education and my life. And God, when I got saved, he caused me to graduate. And not only graduate, but I went to college and received my bachelor's degree and graduate a year, uh, 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 actually, uh, close to a year early. I graduated early from college, which a lot of my peers didn't. And things like that. So I'm living testimony that God will restore what the enemy stole when you follow his principles. But look what happened. Look, look what David Abner said. I'm going to let God use me to bring God's word to pass in David's life. 
uh, uh, to restore the kingdom of Israel. Do you know God wants to send someone to bring to pass the word that he spoke in your life? Is there a promise that God has made to you? Is there something that God said that he was going to do? Well, guess what? If he has, he's going to use a person to do it. And when he uses that person, that person is connected to you following the principles of God's kingdom because that's how you're going to meet that person. See, see, many people want the divine connections, but they're not living the divine life to get the connection. See, you got to live a life of the supernatural and being first connected to God that God can properly bridge your two paths together to the individuals that will change your life. You know, I've seen this many times. Many people, they, they, I've seen that God has used my, uh, this ministry and used our lives. So many people have been blessed. And it's to God be all the glory. And I want to show, but I'm saying this to show you something that, that there are certain people the Lord on purpose will tell me to avoid. Not just me and my wife as well. Why? Because, the, because their mindset and their lives have not qualified them yet to, 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 to even hear what God is saying through us. See, we're not going to... See, you got to be very careful. As a man or woman of God, God would... He said in His Word, Don't, Do not cast your pearls on swine. In other words, you got the words of truth. You got the knowledge, wisdom, understanding from God, from heaven. You can't talk to just anybody because not everybody wants to listen to you. There are some that disqualify themselves to even be in your life. And you have to accept that. Stop trying to hold on to people that don't qualify for the anointing on your life. Especially for... For, for all those women out there All the men Do not waste your time dating people Who don't qualify for the purity that's over your life You're royalty You are a king and a queen Because you, 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 you're in a relationship with the father who is a king That's your father And that makes you royalty Why are you wasting time With those that don't qualify for the life that you live. So let's read on further. How God began to restore. To David. Ishbosheth Did not dare to say another word to Abner. Because he was afraid of him. Then Abner sent messengers on his behalf to say to David, Whose land is it? Make an, arrange, make an agreement with me, and I will help you bring all Israel over to you. Good, said David. I will make an agreement with you, but I demand one thing of you. Do not come into my presence unless you bring Mishael, daughter of Saul, when you come to see me. Then David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, son of Saul, demanding, Give me my wife Mishael, who I betrothed to myself for the price of a hundred Philistine foreskins. So Ishbosheth gave orders and had taken away from her husband Pal Paltiel, son of Laish. Her husband, however, went with her, weeping behind her all the way to Bahiram. Then Abner said to him, Go back home. So he went back. Abner conferred with the elders of Israel and said for some time you have wanted to make David your king now do it 
Now I want to highlight something here. You know, for those who don't know the story, David, because he had to flee from Saul and Saul's daughter was still in the kingdom of that time and David could have taken take her uh, with her. I'm sorry, with him because the fact that that was Saul's daughter. Now that David became king and Saul has died, he was trying to get her back. And what happened is the guy that she married, look what happened. The guy that she married, he knew that that was David's wife. But he still had the audacity to marry her anyway because he said, oh, David's gone. Now I can be next to the king through Saul's daughter. Have you ever felt like that? You ever felt like something was stolen from you unjustly? You ever felt like the devil used someone to steal your self-respect or to steal your money or to steal your health or to steal your relationships or steal your life away? You ever felt like that? Well, the thing is, God, he don't overlook that. And he's seen what happened. But, when, but, but, but look what happened to David. God set up a situation where Dave, what was stolen from David was restored and he used a person to do it. God will use people and situations to restore what was stolen to you. Stolen from you. He will. And even when they are weeping, like uh, McCall's husband did, what will happen? God used Adnan to say, go back and stop following us. Because you stole what belonged to another. God will use this someone or the situation to say, stop. In other words, give back what was stolen and stop following my child. Because it's me that's restoring back. In his or her life What was stolen When God blesses you with something Or when God restores something to you All hell can't stop it No man can stop it No situation can stop it Whatever was what, you, you, you need to grab that Grab a hold of that That whatever was, was stolen from you God says I will make sure That that thing that was stolen from you That whoever is attached to it That try to follow you I will tell them to go back where you came Just like Abner Did To McCall's husband who unjustly married David's wife. You know what happened with David? How he even won his, the, 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 his wife? How did he win it? Well, he put his life in danger and killed a thousand men. I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 I think it was a thousand, boy. It was a couple of hundred. It was a whole lot of people. I know that. But he killed a thousand men and cut off the foreskins. Of those men and brought them back to Saul because Saul wanted that was the price for the wife. And David loved her and he did it. And he risked his life for the blessing. Do you know when you serve God, some blessings will cause you to give up your life. You may feel like, Lord, I'm risking my life here. I'm risking my livelihood. I'm risking my reputation. But you're telling me, Lord, that this blessing that I want to receive, that I got to do this. And God is saying yes. Some people have risked their, 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 their single life for years to be able to gain a good, a good man and a good husband to, that, that, will, that will treat them right and won't slap the taste out of their mouth because they're so sick and tired of being raised in domestic violence growing up. Some men got tired of women using them and abusing them and said, God, I'm tired of the same old women and going to the clubs. I need to be able to settle down and, and I'm willing to sacrifice my reputation and be single and pure until I can be blessed with a virtuous woman of God who will love me and love the God that I serve. And I don't have to worry about going to church and her doing something else that she has no business doing. You'll be surprised how much divorce I've seen 
even in the church because we don't want to live a life of giving our blessings back to God. So let's read on further and see what happened to David and then I'll close. Now do it for the Lord promised David. By my servant David, I will rescue my people Israel from the hand of the Philistines and from the hand of all their enemies. Abner also spoke to the Benjamites in person. Then he went to Hebron to tell David everything that Israel and the whole tribe of Benjamin wanted to do. When Abner was, when Abner, who had 20 men with him, came to David at Hebron. David prepared a feast for him and he and his men. Then Abner said to David, Let me go at once and assemble all Israel for my lord, the king, so that they may have a covenant with you, and that you may rule over all that your heart desires. So David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. That was 21, right? Okay. Now notice, notice how Abner was used by God to give David back the kingdom of Israel. To give him what was promised. Because David was waiting on the promise from the Lord. But in order for him to walk into the promise that God spoke of, he had to follow the principles of God's kingdom that broke the bondage of failure in his life. Of what was stolen from him. You know, when you experience failure, you know, uh, we have a we have a, a word for the year for this ministry about recovering all. What does that mean? You know, the year to recover all. Well, the thing is, whatever that that that, that thing that was stolen, that failure in your life, that thing that failed, like David, his marriage failed, and he felt like he won't get his wife back. But he followed the principles of God of giving and sowing. In God's society and it broke the bondage of failure and what was stolen and what was stolen was restored to him see the thing is now not, not only his wife was was restored but look what happened even with the kingdom his reputation was restored at one point David was seen like an outlaw Saul King Saul said that David is an outlaw. He's, he's a threat to Israel. But now God has restored his honor and reputation. See, when you give the blessing back to God, God will restore your honor, your reputation, and all what was stolen from you. Why? Because those principles break the bondage of poverty, lack, failure, and unfruitfulness. David, Solomon, Abraham, they followed all the same principles. And Jesus Christ himself spoke in Luke chapter 6. What happens when you follow these principles? Some of, some, 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 some of us out there, some people, they have a habit of judging others. I'll be, you know, I see the YouTube comments. And we got this, this is a habit where people just want to judge everybody. Well, guess what? They're going to be judged themselves. You know, there's a habit of people having where they like to condemn. Well, guess what? God says when you condemn, you're going to be condemned. Or, but there's those that have a habit of, you know, giving. Well, Lord, I'm going to sow. I'm going to give financially. And because of that, it's given right back to them. And no matter what, they prosper. Have you ever seen people like that? No matter what happens in their lives, they continue to prosper financially. They can be broke today, 
But some way, somehow, God works it out for them where they're always in prosperity and make it through the situations. Why? Because they follow the principles. Or have you ever seen people where it was like, it seemed like, uh, you know, things were, things didn't work out for them and, or, or something happened and, and it affected their lives. Maybe they got, maybe, maybe something was stolen from them. Maybe a door was shut in their face. Maybe they failed the test in, in college or high school. I don't know. But have you ever seen people where they start following after God and loving God? And they start saying things like, uh, 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 you know, I, I failed this test in college, but now they're, 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 they're contacting me and saying that the teacher was, was failing students on purpose. And now they're saying I can come back and take the test. I don't know how it happened, but, 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 but I believe God has blessed me with another opportunity. You know, there I've heard, I, I've seen stories like that. What was stolen from you, the very person who stole it, because you follow the principles of God, God will restore it back to you. Or if I've seen it on the relationship side, where some family members have treated others so badly growing up. And then that family member gets saved and follows after God. And now the, and now the whole family or certain family members say, I am sorry for how I have treated you. I am sorry for what I have took you through. I can see that God has blessed you. What happened? They used to have unfruitfulness in their relationships. The bondage of unfruitfulness. But because they followed God's principles of giving love, sowing love, they broke the bondage of unfruitfulness in their relationships. And God has caused their enemies, even in their own household, to humble themselves before them in what God is doing in their lives. Let me tell you something, people. This works. This works. If you don't want to be someone who is a Christian that you don't live out the blessings of God because you don't follow the, the, the principles. This is how you do it. I encourage you to listen to this message over and get the tape. Listen to it over and over. Download it. Get it in your spirit. Because I don't know about you, but I will not be someone who lives and just get a miracle here or a miracle there. I want to flow in my life. I don't want to drop here and a drop there about God's blessings. No, I want a flow of God's blessings because I want to give them back to God. And I hope you feel the same way. If God has blessed you with anything, which he has already blessed us with all so much. I encourage you to give God back the blessing. Give God back what he has given you. And if you don't know what he has given you, start with your life. Start with your time. Start with your energy that you have. Some of us, you're young out there, or even if you're old. Hey, if you, if you ain't bedridden, God can still use you. Give your energy that God has given you to serve in Him and to serve in others.